0: These are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers' way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk that. It's the 49ers' cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Time to talk about Stock Up 49ers. 49ers played a big game against the Seattle Seahawks. And there were players that stepped up in that football game. And there are players that have continued to trend on the way up. And I want to talk about it. I want to give some you know, respect to these players who are elevating their game to help the San Francisco 49ers win a football game. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Of 49ers Cutback, like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. On the push for 5k audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, available on all audio platforms. So, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. But this is going to be a fun one because we get to talk about how these guys are elevating their game. And not only are they elevating their game, but they're elevating the teammates around them. They're making plays that ultimately helped the San Francisco 49ers win games. And when you're talking about a season and the war of attrition, there has to be players that not just elevate their game as starters, but also rotational pieces, backups that step in and make huge plays for the football team. And as we've seen, some of these players have made flashes and then maybe they go back down. Flash of the pan is a real thing. But with the 49ers, you see players consistently making improvements from the best of players to the players that are lowest on the totem pole, everyone continues to make improvements, whether that is from the hard work that they're putting in, learning the playbook, learning their responsibilities, to the coaching that they're receiving, to the film work that they're doing. All of these players have to do something to help the team. With the 49ers, they've had key injuries at certain positions, and they've been able to maintain and even sometimes enhance their abilities with the players that are stepping in, and taking those spots, that's why the 49ers are still favored by 13 and a half points against the Cardinals, even though they could be without both interior defensive tackles that start for them, Hargrave Armstead. They both miss this game, but Vegas believes that much in the San Francisco 49ers. Are you going to bet on this game? Is 13 and a half enticing for you? Well, why don't you do it with Bet Online? All the major sports are in action this week with college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news from pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And I want to talk about some guys that maybe you wouldn't think right away. Uh, They're just already dynamic about elevating their game. But Debo Samuel has absolutely elevated his game. He, in fact, has been ridiculous over the last three weeks. From the time he set foot uh, in this second half of the season after the bye... It feels like we've gotten a different Debo Samuel. Now, we've had a glimpse of this before. In 2021, Debo Samuel was basically an unstoppable weapon that Kyle Shanahan could use in a variety of different ways. Uh, But he made a really big living in 2021 in the backfield. They rotated Debo and Elijah Mitchell, and that was a significant running back that Kyle Shanahan was looking for, the guy with explosive ability. But now we're seeing a different form of Debo Samuel. We saw glimpses of this in 2019 when he was a very significant part of the 49ers passing game, creating yards after the catch. And really that's where the Yak bros started. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, that's where it all got rolling. Now, f- flash forward here to 2023, and we're getting an all-pro caliber wide receiver in Debo Samuel. He's already an all-pro caliber playmaker, but now an all-pro caliber wide receiver. He is making plays right now, and he's elevating the rest of the players around him. With every significant game that Debo Samuel has, he makes it easier on every teammate around him. His significance right now to the 49ers' offense is huge because he is a key to unlocking a lot of things they want to do on offense. And having him and McCaffrey together is exactly what Kyle Shanahan wanted. It's a cheat code. Using these guys as interchangeable pieces that can not only catch the football but also can run the football the backfield. Now it puts so much conflict on a defense, but it had to happen with Debo elevating his game, and Debo definitely has. He's come in better shape. He's in a better mentality. He's just all in on football, and with that all-in mentality comes a kind of spirit and kind of work ethic that we're seeing from Debo. Debo's explosive play. This week was a big reason why. Just the fact that Debo was willing to go down the field and make that huge play was so, so big. This is exactly what you need from Debo Samuel. You need Debo to go out there and make these big vertical explosive plays. You need him to catch a five-yard play and take you to the house. Debo elevates everyone around. So Debo is stock up, that is for sure. But I wanted you to hear from Debo about what he said about that play where he had that big explosive down the field. Um, you know, it's crazy as as we worked that play at practice, that was like the last option to be thrown. And so uh, you know, Brock just being the quarterback he is and just whenever he sees something he's gonna let it go. As you can see, like I really wasn't running like a hundred miles per hour. But once I seen I looked back and seen Brock getting ready to cock and throw it, I had to speed up. But um, that's just something that we work on every, every year in camp, and we're slowly progressing to get better at it. I played that clip earlier in the week, but I wanted to play it again because it's so significant not only for Debo, but for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Purdy. And one of the things about Brock Purdy is he elevates the players around him as well, and Debo Samuel talked about that. Before, you didn't have to be prepared for those plays. You didn't have to run full speed, but now you do. Because Brock Purdy's stock, as hard as it's to imagine, is still going up. Brock Purdy is a stock-up 49er for me. Debo Samuel's stock, way up. He's an all-pro, all-world. He's playing the best football in the NFL. He's an absolute offensive weapon. I know Tyreek Hill's been dominant. I know Christian McCaffrey has been fantastic. But as a skill player, Debo Samuel, right now there's nobody playing better in this three-game stretch than Debo. Debo is absolutely brilliant with the ball in his hands. And he's blocking good, too. Over a 90 grade on PFF. Debo Samuel is putting everything together. But the reason I play that clip is to illustrate the impact that Brock Purdy has. Sorry, I said Brock Lesnar earlier, but Brock Purdy has. Because Brock Purdy has changed the way the 49ers offense runs. Kyle Shanahan, when he talked about the type of quarterback he was looking for to man his football team, and in this time he was talking about it more so in the direction of Trey Lance, was a quarterback that could win from the pocket, go through the progressions, make the necessary reads, read defenses, get rid of the football on time, and then when all hell broke loose, get outside the pocket, extend plays, and make something happen. That was the perfect scenario for Kyle Shanahan. It didn't have anything to do with design runs, you know, those are an added element that, yeah, if you get it great. But you wanted a guy that could run your offense to a T and then have the ability, just in case somebody missed a block, to get out and make something happen. That's exactly what he got in, in Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is able to read defenses and he's able to navigate through his progressions as one of the quickest processors currently in the NFL. It's elite caliber. We talked about His elite skill for Brock Purdy has always been his mental. Well, it's there. The things that he was doing against Seattle, the way that they tried to take away Brock Purdy's strengths with some of their coverage uh, schemes, some of their disguises, it, it was good. But how quickly the 49ers changed direction and were able to take advantage of what Seattle was presenting to them happened real fast. And that doesn't happen without a quarterback that has an understanding of this offense, is able to change on the fly. Brock Purdy understands this offense all the way. He knows when to come off read one and go to read four, which he did on the Debo Samuel touchdown. And pass, yeah, you didn't have to run on the backside of progressions. You weren't going to get the football, right? The quarterback didn't get through the progression enough to get it to you. Now you do. Now you have to run full speed. And because a wide receiver or a playmaker on the outside has to run full speed, even on the backside, puts more pressure on a defense. Because now they can't just gauge effort. Well, Debo's not running hard. He's not getting the ball. Because now Debo's going hard. And if Debo's going hard, that putting them in real stressful situations. Jamal Adams squatted on that route by Jawan Jennings just a little bit too long. Debo ran right by him for a touchdown. Those are the kinds of things that are opened up for the 49ers now with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is elite at reading defenses and getting through his progressions. Breaking down the All 22 film that I put on Patreon every week. I mean, just watching him navigate, see the opening, look for the safety. Oh, yep, bam. Happens so fast. When he's going through his progressions, it's like one, two, three, four, real fast. Not like one, two, three. No, one, two, three, four, boom. I know where I'm getting the football. Oh, pressure coming from here. I know I can go there, Pam. It is phenomenal. Brock Purdy is elevating this team to a whole other level. Stock way up for Brock Purdy. Stock way up for Debo Samuel. Those two, fantastic. Now I want to flip it to a young buck on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Jair Brown. A few weeks ago, I talked about Jair Brown stock up. He was playing well. He was taking advantage of his opportunities. He was getting turnovers. He was making tackles. And then Philadelphia happened. I watched the all-22 film and I left it with a ooh, Jair Brown escaped that one. There were some opportunities for the Philadelphia Eagles to take advantage of a young safety in Jair Brown. And it's not like defenses haven't taken advantage of the 49er safety position before. That's what happened to Talonu Fonga. They started taking advantage of him at the end of 2022, and then he flipped it around. He figured it out. So I thought, oh no, hopefully this isn't the time where Jair Brown aggressiveness. And use of instincts actually uh, are negatives for him. But what do we see from Jair Brown against Seattle? We saw him go back to what he does best. We saw him play in that deep third. Being able to get all the way across. Showing that range. Be able to get to a ball and intercept it in front of DK. we seen a guy that was running up and making tackles in the run game. Blitzing off the edge and putting pressure on the quarterback. He was really being used in a dynamic way. And Jair Brown was holding up. Jair Brown looked back to that, t- that player we saw before Philadelphia. Now, both of those matchups were against the Seahawks, so you always have to take that into account. But what we're seeing is a young player that's learning from his mistakes, taking coaching, and then going and putting that on film and putting that on the field. And that's what you need. You don't need Jair Brown to be playing at a crazy high level right now. You need it for when you get to playoffs. And yes, his learning curve has been increased rapidly because he was forced out there on the field. What I love what the 49ers did, though, is they insulated Jair Brown. Yeah, a lot of people said, hey, Logan Ryan's coming in, and that is a direct note to Jair Brown, you better play well. And they're not wrong. But what it also is, is a signal, hey, Jair Brown, we're going to give you the crutch support that you need. You have Tishon Gibson out on the field and he's going to help you out. You have Logan Ryan and Tashawn Gibson in the film room, and they're going to help you out. They're going to get you prepared for every single game. So, yeah, if, if Jair Brown was to struggle, Logan Ryan can step in, and you've got a veteran presence that's played a lot of really significant big football games in his career at both corner and safety. Well, right now, both of those guys are there helping Jair Brown, one on the field, one off the field. They are doing their best to surround Jair Brown to help him Improve and increase his learning curve for his rookie season. And I thought in this game it really showed up. I don't know if that has to do with Jair Brown. I don't know if that has to do with just the coaching points or Logan Ryan or all of the above. But one thing I do know is I saw a much better Jair Brown in the game versus Seattle than I saw against Philadelphia. And that makes me think stock up because anytime that a player takes coaching points, takes negative criticism, and then improves on those areas and doesn't make the same mistakes, that means he's learning and growing. Players that learn and grow will get better. Players that get better ultimately increase their stock and are able to be big-time players for you. You don't expect a player to do everything right day one. What you expect them to do is keep improving and be more consistent with the positive plays. What we're seeing from Jair Brown is a better, more consistent Jair Brown. Now, he's got to duplicate that performance. Right? You're only as good as your last game, and here come the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to be showing a lot of speed, and they're going to try to take advantage of Jair Brown. But I think he can duplicate his performance he had against Seattle. I think he can make some plays. I think he can come up and help stop the run, and he owes James Conner. He owes him. Talanoa Fonga, he wished he could get a piece of James Conner right now after that post-game scuffle early on in the year. Jair Brown's going to be gunning for him. Tashawn Gibson's going to be gunning for him. And Jair's going to let him know, hey, this is what's up. Mess with my boy, Talano Ufonga, this is what's up. And Jair Brown has done a very good job. So stock up for the young safety, Jair Brown. Now one of my favorite guys to talk about right now is Diometer Lenore. To me, Diometer Lenore is phenomenal. Just watching him in coverage, the way he competes, the way he battles, uh, his vision when he's in zone, the way he's able to stay right in guys' hip pockets, the way he's able to battle with his hands but not get too many penalties, I love it. And he's a guy that drives really quick. What I'm talking about driving is, hey, they're running a route. They're trying to get you to flip your hips. Well, he's able to drive on the football when they make their break. And he can get there in time to knock the ball away. There's a lot of times he jumps in front and almost gets interceptions. Yomir Lenore is a legit beast cornerback in this league. He's got really good hips, able to flip him and run. He can drive on the football consistently. And the reason that he's so good and the reason that he can play nickel for the 49ers is the fact he can change direction like the best of them. I mean, he's really good. I don't think people realize how hard of a transition it is to not just go from outside to nickel, but to do it in the same game. Your responsibilities, your reads, who you have to cover, everything, knowing what a offensive coordinator wants to do in particular sets with personnel groupings and understanding route concepts to help yourself out, to give yourself inside or outside leverage. Uh, There's just a lot to it. And all the while, we've heard Kyle Shanahan, we've heard Steve Wilkes talk about this. Your nickel corner has to be a third linebacker when you're nickel set. He has to understand run fits. He has to get his head in there and try to make plays. And De'Amer Lenore has been able to do it all. He has been shining so brightly this year, whether he's outside or inside. And I think if he played consistently outside, People would be talking about him in the same light as Charvarius Ward right now. That's how good he covers when he's on the outside. Yeah, he gave up a touchdown finally a couple weeks ago to Devontae Smith. It had been like 477 snaps without giving up a touchdown. That just shows how good it was. That was number one in the league. But no recognition for the hyena flying under the radar, except for people that watch film. And 49er fans, you see De'Amer Lenore consistently play really, really good football. His stock has been going up for a while, but there's no ignoring it now. If you saw the way he competed against DK Metcalf, you saw the way he competed for interceptions in that game. He got his hands on some balls. He had some opportunities to make some big-time plays. Would have had an interception if it wasn't for Nick Bosa being offsides. But De'Amer Lenore in run fits is spectacular. I mean, it's just so good. He has stabilized the 49ers defense. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Jason Verrett. I don't know if Verrett will come in and play at all. I don't know if he's going to come in and play on the outside, and they're going to go with Demo and the nickel in the same situation, or maybe it'll be Jason Verrett playing the nickel with Demo outside. Not sure. But what we do know is the 49ers are absolutely locked and loaded at corner. When Charvarius Ward is healthy and Diomero Lenore is playing opposite of him, they have two of the better outside corner tandems in the entire league. That's not hyperbole. That's just how good De'Amero Lenore is playing right now. 49ers need to, need to pay this guy in the offseason. They need to make sure they bring De'Amero Lenore back because he can be that guy opposite of Traverius Ward for years to come. The 49ers can be, feel very good about how good he is. They lost DJ Reed one time. De'Amero Lenore is better than DJ Reed. Play in and play out, he competes at such a high level. Stock up. Yammer Lenore, just fantastic player. Deshaun Gibson, and I'm talking a lot of secondary, but Deshaun Gibson, and he's so good you almost ignore him. Just a fact. Deshaun Gibson just does his job every single time. Name a tight end, and he shut him down this year. Just the way it is. He gets McBride this week. I don't know. I haven't seen a tight end have a lot of success against Gibson. Yeah, sometimes tight ends make catches in zone coverage, not against Gibson. When they ask Gibson to go lock somebody up, he does it. doesn't matter if it's Evan Ingram, big tight end, right? It doesn't matter if it's Pat Fryermuth. doesn't matter. Deshaun Gibson, I didn't even know he was this good at coverage. Just playing fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He's leading the secondary right now, making sure everyone knows where they're supposed to be. Talanoi Hufanga goes down. Hufonga was the guy who made all the calls. Right? He made all the decisions in the secondary. Now it's Deshaun Gibson. Go back and watch the All-22. Deshaun Gibson telling Jair Brown where to go. They're running some disguise coverage. He's like, hey, hey, go right now. Go, go, go. He's just got that command over that secondary, and he backs it up with great play. He's great in coverage, takes away tight ends. He's great around the box. He helps in the run game. He's helped with mobile quarterbacks. Deshaun Gibson is fantastic. Here we are talking about a guy that this could be his last season Right, If they would have won the Super Bowl last year, they talked about retirement. I don't know. He's playing still really, really good football. He won't get recognized. He's not right now one of the leading vote-getters for the Pro Bowl. Right, Reed Blankenship from the Philadelphia Eagles is one of the Pro Bowl players right now. I've watched Reed Blankenship play in multiple games this year. I've watched his All-22 film. He's a solid tackler. Sean Gibson's a more complete safety. Sean Gibson's better than Reed Blankenship. Yeah, Jesse Bates is fantastic. He deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. But so does Deshaun Gibson. Deshaun Gibson right now is just a phenomenal player. He gives the 49ers so much freedom. He has so much intelligence. He has so much leadership. Uh, He's just been around the block. He's seen it all. He understands the calming presence. Isn't it nice that the 49ers have veterans along the defensive line? Fred Andre, but especially Fred at linebacker, and then Deshaun Gibson in the secondary. Just make sure everything goes right. Sean Gibson's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, every time I watch his it, all 22 film. I just get more and more impressed. And it, he's like one of those guys who just does his job so well. Like, you'll see him covering the tight end, and there, there's nowhere to go. Of course, he's not getting the ball thrown on him, so no one will even notice it. on not in the box score. He doesn't get a PBU. Or he's not getting as many interceptions this year. They're just not even trying him because there's nothing open. Stock way up to Sean Gibson. I'll be honest, John Gibson's been playing so good. I mean, how do you move on from him next year? I know you got Jair, you got Talanoa Fonga. Those young cats are going to be studs, but John Gibson's an absolute beast. He has over 30 interceptions in his career. It's, it's crazy to think. Let's talk another veteran, but this time on the opposite side of the ball, John Feliciano. John Feliciano has just stepped in and just been so good. We thought when we lost Daniel Brunskill, we were losing that utility guy that could stabilize the offensive line in case something happened in the interior. Well, the 49ers and John Lynch go out and get John Feliciano a one-year deal and bring him in, and he's got the capabilities to play center and guard. Aaron Banks goes down, he steps into left guard, and he plays great. Vince Burford goes down, he steps into right guard, he plays great. And this week was his best performance of the year. Rated out over a 90, according to PFF. Of course, I don't really pay too much attention to that. I go ahead and watch the film. And what I saw on film was John Feliciano handling business. He's big enough to anchor. He's strong enough to win at the point of attack, yet nimble enough to pull and kick out defensive ends and to go ahead and get to the second level. Are there areas of his game I would love for him to be better at? Yeah. but we're talking about a solid rotational piece and a solid backup that you can have as part of your offensive line. And John Feliciano's been doing a great job. I have been very thoroughly impressed. And you know what that gives the 49ers? The ability to rest Spencer Burford again. Burford did not practice on Wednesday. So what is the likelihood of him playing in the game against the Arizona Cardinals? I don't know. But there's no need to rush him back. John Feliciano can handle the starting snaps right now. He's capable. Not that much of a drop-off at this point. Now Burford's got more upside He's going to eventually grow into a really, really good offensive guard. At least that's the hope. But right now with Feliciano, you feel comfortable. You feel like, hey, we got, we're good. We can go run inside. We've still got a good veteran player inside that can help us out. He's going to understand blitzes. He's going to understand protections. He knows what he's looking at, especially a guy that's had some center reps. So stock up for John Feliciano, what he provides to this football team. And just think. 49ers used to have the next backup being Nick Sakel. Now it's Barch. And Barch is going to be capable and able to play if needed, and another guy with versatility. 49ers have done a great job of picking up veterans and putting them in positions to add extra depth. Ben Barch, Logan Ryan, Jason Verrett, just to name a few. Make sure you have guys that can go in there and make things happen. Not to mention they traded for Chase Young, Randy Gregory, right? Insulate yourself in case of injury. Feliciano, fantastic. Charlie Warner. And Yeah, I know I've talked about Charlie Warner as a stock-up guy, but his stock's up even more. His blocking is just so good. 12 personnel, 22 personnel. When you get two tight ends out there and you get him and George Kittle, you have your best blocking group out there. And I like Kyle Juszczyk. When you go 22 personnel and you get Warner, Kittle, and Juszczyk, it's dangerous. But even when Juszczyk's not out there, Charlie Warner's blocking like an absolute beast. He's out blocking Kyle Juszczyk this year. Him and George Kittle are fantastic on the edge. They are able to make all the blocks you need, steal blocks, uh, reach blocks. There are some plays that he makes. Him and and Trent Williams working together in tandem where they're passing off guys, hitting his hips around, making the block. Uh, It's just just so good. The technique is flawless. His intensity is great. Uh, his speed and athleticism is, a, is plenty enough to be a good blocker, but he brings the absolute wood when he hits. And that's important. The 49 yards use him in a variety of ways. He doesn't just set the edge. He doesn't just block second level or outside. They'll also pull him and have him wham block an interior defensive lineman. That's a trap. And he gets a lot of movement. One of the keys is making sure you move a player. That's one of my only concerns with Feliciano. He doesn't always get a big enough hit on that defensive end to create space for the running back. When you run that play, they know the trap's coming. They brace for impact, but you have to make sure you hit them, drive your feet, move them off their point. Warner is really, really good about about that. And the fact that he can win small on big, and I know he's not that small, but when you're going against 300-pound-plus defensive linemen, you have to make sure you get them moving. Charlie Warner does a great job. Charlie Warner is significant to this 49ers offense. And that's, a, that's crazy to say, considering we thought they were replacing him and Ross Dwelly during the draft, right? Braden Willis was coming in to be a more athletic, more dual threat, Charlie Warner. Cameron Lott, was coming in to be more of a pass threat, Ross Dwelly, And that still might happen. That still might be the future of the 49ers at tight end. They spent some draft capital. Braden Willis has been pretty good. Of course, Cameron Latu got hurt, and they're going to go ahead and, and IR him the whole year, redshirt him for next year. But Charlie Warner playing at this high level is exactly what the 49ers needed. Yeah, he's not going to be dynamic in the passing game. He's only had two catches this season. But what he's going to give you in the run game, I don't know if it can be measured. You have to have guys that can move people. And Charlie Warner is one of those guys. And then Kevin Givens. Kevin Givens needed to step up. Eric Armstead's out. Devon Kinlaw starting. Kevin Givens is your first rotational guy. And he's in there with Kalia Davis. And Kalia Davis has got a lot of growing to do. Last week, he was a part of my stock up. He looked good against Philadelphia, and this time he came back to earth. Not like he looked bad, but he just looked like he was a young player navigating through the NFL, facing double teams as a struggle. You know who didn't struggle this week? Kevin Givens. He beat double teams consistently with great technique and great explosion. Those types of things are something Kevin Givens sometimes struggles with. Being an undersized defensive tackle... He can get moved off his point, and then what happens is that presents opportunities uh, for the run game against the 49ers linebackers. But when you play like Kevin Givens and you create penetration, getting skinny and using your good technique, you can prevent offensive linemen from being able to disengage off you and get to linebacker. And if they leave early, well, then that allows you to get in the backfield and make an explosive uh, tackle for loss on your own. And that's exactly what Kevin Givens did in this game. Now, he didn't always make the tackle. He had a missed tackle, but Cleveland Farrell cleaned it up. But what he did was he was disruptive. He caused problems for the Seattle Seahawks run game. And the 49ers are going to need that this week against Arizona as well. There's a likelihood you're going into this game without Hargrave and Armstead. And if you are, that means Kevin Givens is a starter. He's going to have to give a performance of his lifetime, and he's going to have to play more snaps than he's played this entire year. Him and Javon Kinler are going to have to step up. But watching his film and seeing the technique and the way that he was navigating going against those double teams, reason for optimism and reason for stock up for Kevin Givens. All the coaching points have taken a hold. He's doing what the coaches are asking, and he's making the plays the coaches want him to make. Absolutely fantastic. You have to have players step up. I talked about it earlier. When their time comes and their number's called, they have to make plays. Kevin Givens, this is your time to go earn your money. You have been developed as an undrafted free agent by Chris Kassarek for the past few years. Now it's time to go out there and show the rest of the league what you're capable of. The Arizona Cardinals are coming to town with one of the better running games in the NFL. They average over 120 yards uh, per game on the ground, so uh, they're going to be looking to run the ball with James Conner, and Kevin Givens is going to have to go out there and make an impact. He's going to see double teams. He's got to defeat them. Same with Javon Kinlaw. But think about that. the stock up 49ers. You have the big-time players, the players you expected from Debo and Brock Purdy who are taking their game to a whole other level and being spectacular. Two young players like Jair Brown and Diameter Lenore and Kevin Gibbons that are stepping up and making plays for your football team and stepping into starting roles that they have to be able to fill and navigate. This is exactly what championship-caliber football teams look like. And every week I'm going to continue to document the players that are ste- stepping up and raising their stock because it's time for them to get recognition and understanding of what they prove and provide for this football team. And we know 49er fans are the best at realizing how good the talent is and how much the depth is important. I don't think I've seen as many arguments uh, over the last few years as ever about guys who play in the backups, who's going to be you know, the fifth corner or who's going to be the fifth wide receiver, One of my favorite things about 49er fans is they get in-depth on their football team. And I'm glad you guys come through and get in-depth with me and listen uh, to these episodes and have conversations with me in chat or on live streams. You guys really are the best. I'd like to thank everyone for watching this episode of 49ers Cutback, the stock up 49ers. Uh, Like and subscribe to the channel. I'm on a push for 5K audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Thank you so much this episode was brought to you by bet online where the game starts now, there's going to be plenty more content we're going to focus in on the Arizona Cardinals a little bit and of course later this week we'll have the Madden sim but also the game preview show come join me for those it's gonna be a lot of fun this week uh, looking forward to the 49ers first division rival Arizona Cardinals game gonna be great and I hope you guys will join me for all of it on the channel but until then stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way